0: Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. Food waste is a huge issue, but how can we turn that waste into something more productive? Now whilst there's a large amount of food wasted each year... There's a way we can turn some of that waste to work for us in value added products, whether it be from mushrooms and making synthetic plastics out of them, or or generating biochar, which could have huge boosts for the health and outputs of farms. Food wastage is an incredibly important issue. With the Millennium Development Goals planning to help eradicate global poverty and world hunger, if we're wasting Large amounts of food it makes it very difficult to work towards these goals. And that's one of the big challenges that the UN, the EU, other large intergovernmental organisations are trying to tackle. Studies by the EU, for example the fusion study, have identified that it's about 88 million tonnes annually of food is wasted in the EU. Which basically translates to... Oh, 250 billion kilos of food wastage a year and that that's an awful amount especially when we consider about half of that is directly attributable to food wastage by consumers not just food wastage as part of a process or the production of food and that's a huge amount translated down to the average eu citizen for example that puts it into the range of 45 to 153 kilograms per person per year of avoidable food loss. This is food that doesn't have to be wasted, but is. Now on the other side of that equation is all that food that's lost as part of a production process. When we use food um, to produce other foods, processed foods, meals, and so on, there's a large amount of wastage that goes into the process at the same time. This is, I guess, the unavoidable food loss. But still, if we improve the efficiency of our product, our production processes, we can help reduce that number as well. Food wastage is a huge environmental issue, it's a social equality issue, it's also a water resources issue because if we're producing all all this food, using up our precious water and land for this purpose and it's not actually being used, then it's also a wasted effort that could be better used and made more efficiently. And it's a critical problem that we need to solve and start working to improve now to help us in the future because if we're sitting at about a 7 billion person population on the planet at the moment and to feed 9 billion people. It's not just a question of making more farms. The amount of arable land that can produce food across the world is limited. So we need to boost the productivity of those crops, which we are doing a lot of good work on with improving farming techniques, newly engineered plants and crops, as well as expanding the areas that we're actually farming. But if we then also need to tackle the other side of the equation, making sure that food is getting used properly and can be shared equitably to ensure that we can feed our populace of our planet. And there's a lot of good work being done at organization level, at country level, and even retail level to help address this problem. For example, there's some great programs across, let's say, America, such as the city of Austin in Texas, Zero Waste Initiative, where they're pretty much aiming to get all their restaurants to sort and separate and, where possible, compost all of their food waste. And they're working well towards getting that all undertaken by all of the city's restaurants by 2017, mid late 2017. And that should really reduce the amount of waste sent to landfills by about 90% by 2040. So that's a really nice, simple idea of a program just to make things compostable and reused. Other programs like the DC Central Kitchen in the District of Columbia, United States, again, um, use about 370,000 kilograms of food from 2011. And they actually not just collect food from restaurants and food processors and local farmers, but they then turn this into meals, repurpose it to help feed those in need. So it's a way of not just avoiding waste, but also ensuring equity. Fusions, as I've spoke about, is the food use for social innovation by optimising waste prevention strategies, which is a really fancy name, but it's basically an EU program that mains to save huge amounts of food waste reduction through a number of smaller programs at the farmer level, at the grocery store level, and at the restaurant level. Closer to home, the city of Yarra in Melbourne, and a pretty interesting food waste reduction program they tried in 2013. They ran for an 11-month period, and it had 500 households, 32 cafes, and, and three offices. And basically, they were trying to minimize the amount of landfill waste and to improve the environmental performance of these households and restaurants as well. And basically, they found they're able to save, divert landfill from food waste by about 2.8 tonnes per week across this small little program. And that means by the, by the end of the program, they were saving about four tons per week less of landfill, which is, which is pretty great. It's about 82 tons a year, which doesn't seem like a lot. But for 500 people, three offices and 30 cafes, that's pretty good. The cafes themselves saved about 37 tons of wastage through the program. And most of this was done through the use of composting hubs that they developed, which had about 100 cubic meters of composting space. Uh, And so the community used those for their food waste and then also they had access to that compost to help improve their own gardens and planting, which is a great little reuse idea. And that not only helps make the waste more productive and useful for farming, for agriculture, for personal gardens, but it also means that we're not taking up space with landfill and we're saving greenhouse gas emissions, when they estimated about 4.5 tonnes of CO2 per week less being saved by this really small program. And these sort of compost hubs meant that every individual didn't have to have their own complex and difficult composting system. They could use a local community-based one, which is, again, another model of how you can make it easier for people to help reduce waste. So there's things to be done, but it is often a complex challenge. A difficult one, and one that requires efforts from local government, from state and federal governments, international agreements, as well as farmers, grocery stores, and us as consumers. Because if we want to get to feeding a planet of 9 billion people by 2050, we need to start working on this problem now. Plus, it just makes sense from an economical, environmental, and equity setting. Tackling the concept of food waste seems like a big and difficult problem. It's a societal level, a government level, a farm level, a supermarket level problem, even one affecting our own households. But a team of European companies in the biotech space, along with research institutions scattered across Europe, have come together for a project called Fungus Chain. And Fungus Chain aims to tackle the problem of wastage of mushrooms, and this about, about 50,000 tonnes of mushroom waste generated each week in Europe alone. And instead of worrying about how to compost these or figure out a way to cut that down, they've instead focused on ways to use this mushroom waste for a productive purpose in multiple different avenues. And this research collective, led by the Dutch company Biodetection Systems, with 16 partner universities all the way from Spain, Netherlands, Ireland, Germany, Italy, the UK, Belgium, Croatia, Sweden and Portugal are really aiming to find high value-added products that can help farmers, can help clean things, can help make bioplastics all out of this otherwise discarded mushroom waste. And it's an interesting concept for how we can reuse as part of that Reduce, Reuse and Recycle 3Rs. At its core... The Fungus Chain Project is using a a cascading approach to develop new products out of what is otherwise just wasted mushrooms. The first is basically a microwave-assisted extraction process, and they're developing a technique to extract out useful antimicrobials, antioxidants, or polyols out of the mushrooms themselves by exposure to microwave radiation. So that's a nice little cool way to refine out things that are useful out of otherwise this mushroom waste. Another method they're investigating and adapting is a pressurized hot water extraction system. Basically, heat up a high-pressure mixture of mushroom waste and water in high temperatures will actually help activate some of the proteins and polysaccharides that are living inside the mushrooms to make food supplements with enhanced texture and some prebiotic properties, which would be very, again, useful in a food supplement. Another method they're investigating is the saccharation fermentation process. And that's basically turning this big lump of biomass, mushroom waste, into a sugar platform. And that is fascinating because if you do that, you can get a starting point for some fermented biopoly- polyesters. These biopolyesters, that sounds like a complex word, but basically by making this biomass mushroom waste into some kind of sugar, you can start then to build bioplastics out of the mushroom waste and these biopolyesters will form these new bioplastic blends and that is an amazing renewable and useful new source of material for the plastic sector it would also be biodegradable as much as we want to not admit it we have a lot of use for plastic and at the moment a lot of our generation of plastic comes from very expensive hydrocarbon based methods which use up resources and also Don't degrade well in our natural environment. So, biopolyesters would be a great new avenue, a new product that could be developed. The fourth method that they're investigating is anaerobic digestion. So, basically, turning the biomass, the leftover biomass from all the other processes, to generate compost, the simplest sort of method if you want to think about it, but they can make biogas out of this through the process of anaerobic digestion, much in the same way that a a general composting facility or wastewater treatment plant works. And that will produce compost, good for farming, but also biogas, which can be used to help make renewable sources of energy generation. Now, what that means is that this program is trying to develop three types of different products. The first are cleaning agents and that's really one of the first two processes we talked about before but these will be new bio antimicrobial solutions that are environmentally friendly and can be used as safe and useful cleaning products around the house. The other aspect is obviously these bioplastics, these small films, these biopolyesters that can be used for bags, for mulching, for gloves and any other type of environment where we need some Cheap, quick, and easy disposable plastic. The third one, obviously, is these proteins, which can be used in food supplements, both for the elderly sportsmen, but also cattle and feed. So, this is a great collective of researchers and private industry working together. They have about $11 million of funding from the European Union, but it's a great way to show we can turn waste into high value added products that not just make people money, but are really, really useful in a number of different sectors. This is only looking at one segment of waste, mushroom waste. There are plenty of other things in large amounts that are wasted across our society. If we have that level of focus on them, we can find new avenues to reuse them more productively. So this is some great work being done by the Fungus Chain Research Initiative and Partnership, which gets most of its funding from the Bio-Based Industries Public-Private Partnership, which is an EU initiative to help bio-based industries work together with research institutions to help meet the EU's climate change targets and lead to a cleaner, more environmentally friendly Europe. have any kind of wastes you want to try and find a way to reuse it and there's a couple of different ways you could reuse it you could undertake an active process to convert it into something that you can use for a new purpose maybe breaking down old paper and turning that into recycled paper or recycling certain types of plastics other more simpler methods cruder methods basically involve burning it burning that biomass to generate heat or energy or electricity those are other pretty useful methods too Other methods use chemical processes to degrade the material to produce biogas, again, either for energy or for the generation of fertilizers. But biochar is an example of another waste conversion technique, and it's basically a ground type of charcoal produced from leftover or waste wood or from manure or leaves. And the benefits of biochar is that when you add it to soil, It's a fantastic booster of crop yields and removes the need for traditional fertilizers, which helps reduce the pollutants produced uh, by the production of those fertilizers in the first place, and helps store more nitrogen in the soil, which is good for soil health and also good for the atmosphere. So this biochar seems like a pretty fantastic method for reusing what would otherwise be waste products. And researchers from the Rice University in the United States, led by Gassideh Poor Harshem, who is a postdoctoral fellow at the Rice University's Baker Institute for Public Policy, together with his colleagues Kwasi Rizul and Ryu Zhang, along with Rice University earth scientist Caroline Masiello and energy economist Ken Medlock, worked together to come up with a framework that they published in the American Chemical Society's journal, Environmental Science and Technology, to use this biochar to help have amazing benefits, both economically, agriculturally, and for the environment. And these benefits would be everything from improving the yields of crops, making arable land more efficient, helping save farmers money, to reducing healthcare costs and improving the farming communities around them. And they identified and studied regions that would gain best from the improvements in air quality and the improvements in farming output from this targeted use of biochar. They pretty much tried to focus on regions like Will, LaSalle and Livingston counties in Illinois or San Diego, Fresno and other riverside counties in California that have high impacts of smog. Because one of the benefits of biochar is it can help reduce the amount of smog in the region as well. And that's pretty good because once you start reducing smog, you also improve health outcomes for people in the region, which is another great part about biochar. And that alone, purely in healthcare savings, would cover the cost of any programs or facilities you need to put in to get this biochar out there. See one of the problems is otherwise soil you can emit a nitric oxide which is basically a smog precursor and if you monitor that level of nitric oxide in the fields after biochar has been applied you can see a really big reduction that doesn't get emitted it gets retained in the soil and by helping boost the standard soil's nitrogen cycle it prevents that nitrous oxide from leaking out into the atmosphere and thus avoids the Generation of smog in the first place. It also helps avoid acid rain. They've shown that in studies and from soil samples in Indonesia, Zambia, Europe, and China, that there has been a significant curtailment of this nitrous oxide emissions by using biochar from up to 67%, which is a pretty amazing benefit that they can boost. When you apply that to some of these counties that are really damaged by smog in the United States, that could be an estimated 660 millions of just purely healthcare savings from helping reduce some of the smog that plagues those counties. And it's often funny because agriculture is often not really part of that conversation generally, or at least directly, in tackling air pollution and improving the environment. But you can actually make benefits for farmers and for the environment at the same time, through the use and the recycling of certain materials, in this case, biochar. So this is some great work being done out of Rice University to help explore, analyse and understand the whole system benefits of recycling and of using materials like biochar for agriculture that can improve the healthcare outcomes, improve the farmer's crop yields and improve the general environment as a whole. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, The Grange Point. From programs to help reduce food waste to turning mushroom waste into fantastic new bioplastics and ways we can turn biochar to get rid of smog in our environment our ending theme was composed by audio and head to ysa.org.au for more information about the young scientists of australia